fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. The news gets more fun every single day. I don't care what you say. I think it's the most entertaining time to possibly live. The fact that people have lost their minds is kind of entertaining. It's sad, but it's entertaining. You would think that the Democrats would finally come to the realization that the people they choose are unpopular. But no. Oh, no. They have to find out the hard way, which, you know what? You can only tell the kid not to put their hand on the stove so many times before they finally do it, and then they realize that it's hot and not to touch it. You try to tell them. My little voice of reason had just a few, what was it, two years ago, three years ago? We were at uh, an old house, and we had told her numerous times, don't jump on the stairs. Don't jump on the stairs. You're going to hurt yourself. Don't jump on the stairs. What did she do? She was into Power Rangers, ended up jumping off the third stair, ended up fracturing her foot. Oh, yeah, and a cast for like a month or two. What do you think dad did? Hey, that was kind of stupid, huh? Shouldn't have jumped off the stairs. We told you not to. That's where we're at with the Democrats right now. Welcome into the program. It's a Monday here on The Voice Reason, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. But we are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Thanks for hanging out with us today. You're Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. We got one heck of a show lined up today and all this week. Just to give you kind of a teaser of what's coming up, I have every single day booked for the entire month of August with guests already. I know, it's awesome. So because that's how popular we are, that's how awesome it is with all the great content, with all the great experts that are available, and we've reached out and we've gotten some really, really cool ones. We've gotten some really fun ones. We've gotten some entertaining ones. We've gotten some educational ones, and we'll talk about all that. So we have already, it's the first uh, the first week, it's the second day of August, the first week of the month, and we have the entire month booked with guests already. So you're not going to want to miss it. And first up, before we get anywhere else, I have to thank you. We killed it last month with our downloads for the podcast. We killed it last month with the number of people signing up for the newsletter, which came out earlier this morning. So if you've read it, thank you for reading it. Thank you for subscribing to it. If you haven't, you can still go to the website and go to whosyourreason.com, sign up for the newsletter totally free, and you'll get the next one. And you can see our blog and stuff, which I do need to post this month's blog onto the website, which I forgot to do. So I will get that done as well. But it's been awesome. We killed it last month and already two days into the month we are killing it already and up by like 30 percent compared to what we were last month already too for the first couple days so thank you you guys are awesome we love you to death and uh we can't i don't see the the glass ceiling on this we're just growing like a weed and i i don't know where it came from it just happened like a you know it just happens naturally organically so you guys are awesome and we appreciate it. All right, coming up on the program today, Heidi St. John. She is a congressional candidate for the 3rd District for the state of Washington. We love the state of Washington. Beautiful area. I can't wait to get it up there myself and go check out that area. But she'll be joining us at the bottom of this hour to talk about her campaign, to talk about the Biden administration, which there is a lot to talk about there. And we'll have some fun with Heidi St. John in just a little bit at the bottom of the hour. But first, the headline trending of the day. 
What's trending today? What's trending today is that, as we kind of teased a little bit, Democrats have been completely clueless on the popularity of what they actually support, which really begs the question about the whole validity of the elections. I don't want to go down that road right now because, uh, obviously, it's still under investigation. Things are happening. Believe it. Don't believe it. I don't really care. That's not the point of the this discussion, but the unpopularity of the left side of the aisle is hysterical. It's kind of comical because the Democrats still think they know better than you. And here's a perfect example of this, not just policy-wise, where you need to give us your taxpayer money so we can redistribute the money, we can hand it out to whoever we want to. It's It goes beyond that. That is part of it, but it really goes beyond that. It really comes down to they think they know better than you on who you should like, They think that they know better than you on what you should like, on what you should do, what you should do with your money, what policies that you should support, what candidates you should support. I want to take you back all the way back to 2019, January, February of 2019, because that's when the majority of the Democrat candidates had announced their run for president of the United States going into the primary election. And there were three candidates that bowed out very early and Coincidentally, they were the same three candidates that were pushing hardest for gun control in the country, which I found kind of comical, and we focused on that issue because there were th- there were like 10 candidates, 12 candidates running, which was a shocker for Democrats because they don't do that. They don't diversify themselves. They don't go after each other. They usually have two or three candidates up there, and then they end up you know, maybe bickering a little bit, but they're mostly on the same queue, and then whoever's more popular ends up getting the nomination, and they run forward with it. They don't. They didn't do that this election. There were three candidates that really pushed the the two-way issue, and all three of them dropped out very early. And that was Eric Swalwell from California, that was Beto O'Rourke from Texas, and that was Kamala Harris from California. Now, if you remember, during the primary elections for the Democrats in 2019 and 2020, Kamala Harris was very early the one that dropped out because she had a 2 to 3% approval rating among Democrats in the primary election. Nobody liked her. She was a terrible candidate. She was angry. She was bitter. She was very off-putting. And we talked about it way back when as well, is that you have to have character when you run for president. It's not about what you know. It's not about the policy stances. It is to a degree, but at the same time, it's about personality. The presidential run is more of a celebrity contest. That's why Barack Obama won. His, his policies were garbage. They were terrible, but he was suave. He was a good-looking dude, and he talked about hope and change. We didn't know what the hell hope and change actually meant. But it sounded good. Hope and change. Better than George W. Bush. Hope and change. Texas lost its village idiot. Hope and change. And everybody ran for it. And they loved it. And that's why he won. That's why he won two terms. Because what did you get on the alternative in the re-election there? You had Mitt Romney. Where he does stupid things and is tries to be all nice and hunky-dory, but yet he's essentially Barack Obama light. What was the point? We had the lowest turnout of Republicans in that election as well. So you have to have character. And you have to be appealing and likable. Kamala Harris, with her snooty, high-class, sophisticated, jerky mentality, excuse me, I'm talking here, when you have that type of attitude, you're not going to be popular, even among your own masses. So I have to admit, it blew my mind when Joe Biden nominated her to be vice president. I know they were going for the minority vote, but the minorities don't even like her. First off, she's not black. She's not African-American. She's Jamaican and she's Asian. So let's put that to rest there because uh, she's Indian from India and she's Jamaican. She is not African-American in any way, shape or form. But they still try to say that she's the first black female vice president in U.S. history. That's cool. 
They're trying too hard and too desperate trying to make the identity politics a thing. And even many Democrats are very off-put by this because the latest, according to the L.A. Times, shows her unpopularity, which really explains why we had said that we're actually kind of shocked and surprised Joe Biden's been in office as long as he has been because we know that the transition's coming. We know that he's going to be slid off into the nursing home here soon and that they're going to try and slide Kamala Harris into power. We just don't know when. And we've been waiting for it. I said it was going to take about six months. It's been right about six months. And just last week, we started seeing the news blips. Oh, Joe Biden failing with the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, Joe Biden actually failing with uh, trying to say it was too soon for the victory, according to Yahoo News, when it came to COVID. President Biden absolutely declared a victory too soon, according to some doctors, as they say now with the surge of the Delta variant, that it was too soon. Kind of like the whole... George Bush mission accomplished banner on the big military, you know, ship where he did the speech. Uh, we beat Al Qaeda, uh-huh. and that didn't turn out to be the case. We're still in a conflict over there uh, right now because of what happened. I'm not saying good or bad. What happened? What didn't happen? What we should have done? What we? I'm not talking about that. But George W. Bush definitely did jump the gun a little bit in a mission accomplished banner, and it was something that Republicans kind of shied away from because it didn't want that to come back up because it made them look bad. With what George Bush did. Now, Democrats are realizing Biden's doing the same thing with COVID after he called Republican states Neanderthals for actually opening up too soon back in like April and May. Then like a month later, he said, everything's great. You can open up back up and everything's good. And now we're seeing the Delta variant and rumor has it, tweet, tweet, hint, hint, wink, wink, is that within the next week or two, we could see a national mandate coming down for another lockdown of the country from the Biden administration. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. He's not doing well. He's going off cue. He's reading from the note cards and it's making it look obvious. He's still saying really, really stupid things where we have no idea what he's talking about. It's time for him to go and even Democrats are recognizing it. However, they can't slide in Kamala now because her popularity is dwindling. She's actually the least popular vice president that we've had in the last 20 years. According to the LA Times, outside of Mike Pence, which obviously with Democrats running things, uh, they would still choose her over Mike Pence right now. But overall, according to the LA Times with the poll that we showed, my, uh, she was up by four points against Mike Pence, but she's down 15 points to when Joe Biden was vice president tw- uh, 2009 to 2013. She's down 45 points to Dick Cheney between 2001 and 2005, and she's down currently 32 points to Al Gore between 1993 and 1997. We have a 20-year span, over a 20-year span right now, where she's the mo- the least popular vice president uh, over the last couple decades. Even the Dick Cheney, no one, I personally thought Dick Cheney was relatively decent, but nobody liked Dick Cheney. And she's down 45, she's got a wider gap from him than she did to even Joe Biden or Al Gore. Blows your mind a little bit, right? <laughs> That's why we haven't seen the transition of the Biden administration into the Kamala Harris administration, because she's up. nobody likes her, not even the Democrats like her. So what are they doing? They're canceling her speaking tours. They're canceling her campaigns, trying to get people rallied for the midterm elections. She's still supposed to be handling the immigration issue. Obviously, that didn't happen because she dropped the ball on that one. I really think that she thought she could walk into the administration, coast along because she's the VP. She didn't have a whole lot of duties, doesn't have to worry about a whole lot. She could just coast through it, wait for Joe Biden to trip down the stairs when he tried to tie his shoe, and then she could take over and do whatever she wanted to because she is the most left-wing progressive person that was in the Senate. She was by far the most liberal, even more than Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders he's getting to that point where he's trying to remember who he is as well, and he doesn't even go for half the stuff that 
Kamala Harris does. So now the Democrats are in a quandary. What do we do? What's next for the Democrat Party? They need Joe Biden out because he's embarrassing that side. But you can't put in Kamala Harris because he she's so unpopular, they'd even choose Dick Cheney over her right now, which is kind of mind-blowing. So what do you do as a Democrat Party? Now they're stuck. They didn't learn their lesson because they didn't listen to their own constituents. Look, when you have a primary election where you have super delegates because you want members of the party, the insiders, to actually have just as much say as the voters do in your primary election, you know that you really don't give a crap about your constituents. Oh, we need a super delegate, the governor or elected officials in Congress or in the Senate or whatever, uh, uh, attorney generals, whatever's in your state, we'll have just as many of those so we can have super delegates to vote and offset the people because the people are going to choose someone really bad like Bernie Sanders. We don't want that, and that's going to be really bad. So let's go ahead and choose our own, and then they'll just go along with it. I mean, that's the mindset of the Democrats, and I feel bad for many Democrats because I don't think they realize that they get played all the time because Republicans don't do that. We don't have super delegates. And if you're libertarian or independent party or third party, whatever, then we have another conversation there. But we don't have super delegates. We want the people to choose who our candidates are. And it's up to us to get involved with our local party, to go out and campaign, to make the phone calls, to run for office ourselves, to go and work for the campaign. Whatever you end up doing, you have the ability to do that because the Republican Party, at least at the local levels, like to try and make your voice heard as much as possible. Democrats don't do that. They knew Kamala Harris was unpopular. They knew Joe Biden was unpopular. His is a rating right around average what every other president does. But hers, the VP, tanked down in the gutters. And now they can't replace and do the swap out because she's so unpopular. It's going to harm them more than it's going to help them. And they are scared to death of the upcoming midterm elections because they don't want to lose those majorities. That's why they're trying to ram the infrastructure package through by the end of the year so it doesn't get stalled by the midterms next year. Lots more coming up here on a Monday for The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, right, you are. Welcome back into the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching, listening. We appreciate you very much. You can find us on our social media. At Hoosier Reason, that's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, OurFreedomBook.com, Instagram, TikTok, all the social media, plus the website at HoosierReason.com. we got the live stream going right now. we got the Podbean live stream going right now. People jumping on there as well, so thank you for that. It's awesome as we continue to rock it and kill it every single day. By the way, if you are watching the video stream, which you can on all the social media sites, we're adding new features to it, which is really cool. We have the new like lower third with the name on there. Uh, finding new creative ways to kind of flash it up. We have a, a scrolling banner, kind of like a news bulletin at the bottom that's going through. So the last segment we had on there, all the links to the social media that were rotating, which I thought looked kind of neat. Now we have the upcoming guest that's going to be on next segment, and we'll continue to try and update things. So we're working on more features with the video stream, as it is on TV as well, and it's going to be on more TV here very soon too. More information on that later. So uh, we're trying to add more fun features, do some fun things with the video, and just have some fun with it. Which you can find all the again at the social media at Hoosier Reason or the website at HoosierReason.com. I don't have a whole lot of time to get into this right now, but I want to tease it because either later in the show today or tomorrow, I want to spend a full segment on this because this is going to be the next step of the agenda. As they're concerned about who the leadership's going to fall onto in the Democrat Party in Washington, D.C., they're trying to ram through as much as they possibly can. And it makes sense. Politicians have never been this quick to act on things, ever. Like, it's usually a two- or three-year plan. It takes a while to get things done. We forget about them for a while. They bring up another issue. Then they bring it back a year later. It's kind of back and forth. But have you seen the speediness of the Democrat-led legislature and the president over the last six months? And they're doing that because they realize, again, my theory, they realized Joe Biden was going to be in their limited time with his mental state. They were going to ram through everything they could. And if it flopped and failed and destroyed the country, then they could turn around and blame Joe Biden for being a bad leader. And, you know, he's uh, de- declining in mental state and we're going to take care of him. But thanks for his service. And then somebody else come in uh, riding the great white horse to be able to save the day and then use it to just carry on their agenda even further. But use him as kind of the scapegoat to blame everything on. And they're still trying to do that, but now it's kind of throwing the wrench in the system with the lack of popularity from Kamala Harris. So here's the tease for you. There is the GDP growth that we see every single month, how big the economy is growing, how much revenue is coming into the state of, uh, to the federal government by tax receipts and by trade, how many businesses grew, how many employees grew, what the unemployment rate actually looks like. We see all this stuff on a, on a monthly basis, then a quarterly basis. Well, the headline from CNBC that I saw last week was the U.S. GDP rose by 6.5% last quarter. Now, we're in the, what, we're in the second quarter, right? No, beginning of third quarter. We just ended second quarter. Second quarter, we rose by 6.5%. That 
too terribly bad, but they were estimated, according to the Dow Jones experts, of 8.4%, which means we were nearly two percentage points off of growing from last quarter. What does that actually mean? Andy, that's not bad, 6.5%. You know what that means is right now, if you're not aware, this is the time where the House of Representatives, who holds the power of the purse constitutionally, this is the time that they're looking at their appropriations bills for our federal budget that starts in February and October, which means now they're discussing how much tax revenue to have, where we spend all the programs on it, all the money that goes where, and all that stuff. And uh, supposedly, you're supposed to look at 12 different appropriations bills. You look at them. You discuss them. Does this department need this much money? Do they need more money? Do they need less money? You've got to try and make your pitch and sell yourself to say that you need more money and why or why you need as much money as you did last year. This is the time the appropriations bill happens. Now, it hasn't happened in a while because instead we just pass this big omnibus bill to see what's in it and just pass it as one big lump sum, throw everything we want to in it. But this is the excuse for them to continue the social programs, the COVID-19 stimulus payments, the additional child tax credits being paid out monthly in your account, which, by the way, I never received mine, so I'm not sure where that is. They probably heard me on the radio and said, heck with that guy. Uh, with the additional unemployment benefits from COVID, more stimulus payments, universal basic income. They said that would all go away when the economy recovered. We're two percentage short of what we were estimating it to grow. Therefore, we haven't recovered yet. We just need to extend that stuff. We'll talk more about that later here on the show. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting all over the country. Great to have you along for the ride today as we hang out right dead center in the middle of the country. But for you, we are everywhere. Multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming, and the podcasting. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. That's what we're all about here on the show. We appreciate you hanging out with us today. I don't want to waste any time. Let's get into our story of what's trending today. What's trending today? So we've talked about this many times on the program, but I think there is more energy going into this midterm election next year that's still a year and a half out than I think we've ever seen before. There are more candidates that are announcing their runs for congressional seats or for governors or for attorney generals or for Senate seats or whatever. I mean, there's more candidates announcing now 
than ever before. While the Democrats are worried about who to replace Joe Biden with when he uh, sits down to try and tie a shoe and falls down the stairs and realize that Kamala Harris still only has about a 2 to 3% approval rating within her own party, then they're struggling while we're actually working to clean up our party to be able to vote out some Democrats in the midterm elections, be able to get a midterm majority back and try and cease and desist some of the uh, Biden administration agendas. We have the momentum right now. People are fired up from the last election. People are fired up to get into the midterm election. We want to make sure that what happened before doesn't happen again. We've had so many candidates on the show a year and a half out from the midterm. I love it. I love it because it gives me hope that we actually have momentum and that we're fired up on our side. So uh, to talk to us today, super excited to have on the program. She is a candidate for the third congressional district for the state of Washington and author of the Mom Strong book series as well. Excited to have on the program Heidi St. John with us here. Heidi, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show. I am uh, first off. I love the fact that you're running up there. Uh, Washington is a beautiful state. I really want to get up there sometime. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just scared of the Seattle area because of Antifa and some <laughs> of the stuff going on up there. <laughs> yeah, well, you have every reason to be afraid. I always tell people, don't come right now because <laughs> the state is literally on fire. It's on fire politically. It's on fire morally. Uh, we've got a supermajority in Olympia right now, Democrat supermajority, who just passed 12 of the worst anti-police laws in the nation. Wow. And uh, we're in trouble here. It's unfortunate because, again, it's such a beautiful state and it's such a wonderful place. I mean, we had the, uh, you know, the tech boom up there and so many great things are going on in Washington. And then we have such ridiculous uh, mandates and the anti-police rhetoric and the and the protests and, you know, the sit-ins. It's just wild to see what's actually happening up there, which I'm sure has led you to be more active politically up there and want to run for the congressional seat. But talk about the state of uh, Washington right now and what's kind of led you to go down this road of wanting to run for Congress. Well, so I have been uh, involved more as a political pundit for the last eight years. I have a podcast called Off the Bench with Heidi St. John, and I've been trying to get people to engage in what's happening around them. You know, running for school board, run for mayor, run for city council. You know, I think what's happened is uh, Republicans, as a general rule, we're not fighters. You know, we cast our vote, we get out, we do the thing, and we think that the people that we elect to represent us are actually going to represent us. And what we've learned, very painfully so, in the last 10 years, is that the people that we have elected to represent us are not representing us. They're, in very many cases, are actively undermining uh, the republic. And now we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to, what what would Joe Biden say? Build back better. We're going to have to take this thing down and start over again. And so uh, I began to really think, consider considering the run for Congress back in January when Jamie Herrera-Butler who represents Washington State's third congressional, decided to impeach uh, the president of the United States without affording him due process, which is not the way we do things here in the United States. I am a mother. I'm a mother of seven children. I have three grandchildren. Uh, I have spent my life, you know, raising these kids to be patriots, to love the country mm. and the direction that this nation is going in. I'm terrified, frankly, for my grandchildren. And you're right when you say this is one of the most beautiful places in the entire nation. And I'm going to fight to protect it. I'm not going to be driven from my home. And so that was a large part of the reason why I just I just thought, you know, my husband and I, one day we were just like, enough is enough. Like we've had enough. And ordinary people are going to have to uh, quit their jobs that they that they love. You know, I've got a good job. I don't need this. I don't need this gig. But I love the country and I hate to see what's happening to it. And I think it's time for regular citizens, people who know what it takes to put a gallon of milk on the table 
and who care about this country to kind of step up and uh, get to the front line. So that's really what's motivating me. Yeah, amen to that. There are so many people we're seeing that are doing that. I mean, Lauren Boebert, Congresswoman out of Colorado, I mean, owned a, a shooter bar and grill out in western Colorado in Gunnison and ended up running, and now she's a firebrand up in D.C., and that's what we're needing because average people are realizing, number one, I think Donald Trump uh, opened that door of, wow, I don't have to be a politician to actually run for office. I can do this and actually make a difference myself. But then I think people are just done and fed up and want to rise up. I mean, as we talked about the activism and so many candidates jumping into the race so early, are you seeing that activism, that energy in the district that you're in? Are you seeing people fired up and wanting to get to the midterms next year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, what's really encouraging for me is to watch how many people are dipping their toe in for the first time and running for city council, getting on school boards. I mean, the, we, are, we are trying to educate people to say, listen, the reason that you have critical race theory in your schools the reason that conference of sex education has been allowed to get a stranglehold in our public school system is because there are not people of integrity and moral courage sitting on these school boards. And you have an opportunity to affect the narrative that's happening in your town. And I think it's easy for us to put our, our eyes on the federal races, certainly my race for Congress and uh, the Senate races. But the fact of the matter is if we don't get our eyes right now on what's happening locally in these mayoral races, like we need to know who, who's running for judge and the city prosecutors and the city managers. And what's happened is we don't know who they are. And then they get in and they start to, and the cities start to decay from uh, bad leadership. And so here, I mean, I've lived here for almost 20 years, right in this district. This is the first time that I've ever seen more conservatives running for office now than I have seen in my entire lifetime of living here. So it's, it's exciting. It is exciting, and that's amazing because you're absolutely right. Politics begins back at the local level, and I think politics overall are going back to that level because more people are showing up to uh, student uh, uh, school board meetings or city council meetings. More people are running for those seats because, uh, I mean, we've seen, I think, for an example over the last year with the COVID pandemic, when a city puts in a mask mandate, when a city or county tries to put in a vaccine mandate, when the state tries to put in these mandates, that's what's important that affects us on a daily basis, whether you can walk into the grocery store or not with a mask or without a mask. I mean, that really uh, tells how much control they have over us on a daily basis. Yeah, you're right. And I think the people are starting to realize now that they've been played. Right. We're talking about a virus with a 99.98% survival rate, and they have literally shackled our economy for it. And they've scared the American people. And we've discovered it's very easy to scare someone and very hard to unscare them. And so what's going to have to happen if we're going to get the upper hand in this people of courage? You know, I, I was just talking to a friend of mine a little while ago. I'm saying, you know, people keep saying that the pandemic, you know, is COVID. The real pandemic in this nation is a crisis of courage. We have a crisis of men and women who are willing to stand up and say, no, that's the wrong narrative. That's the wrong direction. We're not going to let you uh, take our constitutional freedoms away from us uh, just because the CDC today has decided what it said it didn't believe yesterday. And I think that they have discredited themselves and parents especially. We're, we're watching our children grow up in a very upside down America right now. Yeah. And the only people they're going to put it right side up are the American people. Amen to that. We're talking with Heidi St. John, congressional candidate for the 3rd District in the state of Washington. You can find her website, HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. Let's talk about some of the Biden administration policies right now, and unfortunately, kind of year on the sidelines until the midterms uh, next year and see where things go from there. But right now we have an infrastructure package trying to be rammed through so they could spend another trillion dollars on that. The economy's not quite where it needs to be, which I'm assuming we haven't heard anything yet, but as they look at the budget that starts in September and October, that we're going to see a push 
to continue the extension of unemployment benefits for COVID and the additional benefits. We're going to see a continued push for the uh, uh, child tax credit being automatically deposited, kind of conditioning us for that universal basic income. They're going to see a push for another stimulus package because, quote, well, the economy's just not back up to par while they continuously push for higher minimum wages and all these issues. Uh, if we can last another year, what could we look like by the time of the midterms next year, economically wise? Because right now it looks like we're kind of going downhill. Well, we're going to look like Venezuela. <laughs> All we have to do is take a look at how the Democrats have always led. Democrats are the party of tax and spend, and that's exactly what's happening right now. I just heard Joe Biden yesterday say that he believes that his uh, his desire to tax the wealthy, right? We're trying to divide us again, right? Watch what they're doing. This is cultural Marxism, dividing us against each other by the language that we use, vaccinated versus unvaccinated, critical race theories, dividing us by the color of our skin. Joe Biden is going to divide us by who makes the most money. And we should sure hate those people that are the job creators in this nation. And so let's tax them more than anybody else. Listen, this is a backwards economy. And if Joe Biden is allowed to continue, this is why the 2022 elections are so important. We can at least stem the bleeding. We can at least get in there in 2022 and say, no, enough is enough, and stop allowing him to further his agenda. Because what's going to happen is he's going to bankrupt the country. And all of these restrictions that they put on us, it's backbreaking for the United States. And frankly, I think this is what they want. I think they want the country to devolve into chaos so that they can come in and put in a moratorium on what we can and cannot do in terms of making money and then make us dependent on a universal income. This is garbage. It is not how our country was founded. It is not how this country will succeed. We were built on ingenuity and ideas and hard work and ethics and morals. And here you've got the progressive party of today coming in and brick by brick dismantling the things that made this nation the greatest nation on the face of the earth. And to me, this is a terrible time for our country. We have got to stand up. I think it's now or never. Uh, I had the opportunity about a month and a half ago to sit down with the president of the United States with 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 uh, I'm not talking about Biden. I'm not talking about the guy who can't string two coherent sentences together. I'm talking about President Trump. And I, I was privileged to be able to sit with him uh, by myself with just his secretary for almost an hour. Wow. And we were discussing what was happening in Washington, third congressional. And the president said something important. I, I tell you what, I tell our you, public I, cannot I, survive this. I tell you what, Heidi, we got to take a hard break here. Can you stick over one more segment with us and tell us that story? I'd, Absolutely. I'd love to hear that story. So hang on the line. we got to take a break here. When we come back, the meeting, the sit-down with former President Donald Trump and what's next looking into the future, how we can fix some of this. We'll continue that with Heidi St. John right here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Man, what a way to start a week right here on The Voice of Reason, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Thanks for joining us today. We have a laundry list of stuff to get to throughout this week. We have every single day booked out with guests all this month already for the month of August. So, And then whatever comes up with breaking stuff we'll have on as well for additional content. So, boy, it's going to be one to strap in, hold on to, and let's have some fun as we do this. We're talking with Heidi St. John on the program, congressional candidate for the 3rd District for the beautiful state of Washington one of these days. So I almost went up there, honestly. Here's a here's a fun story. I almost went up there, talked to some individuals uh, with some great radio stations up in the Seattle area um, with a certain firearm organization. And that's awesome. And actually, we're working with them to uh, have the program on there as well. So uh, as we continue to grow all over the place, radio, TV, live stream, podcast, you can find her, Heidi St. John for Congress.com. And uh, talking about meeting with President Donald Trump and moving forward with the country. And I want to talk about that story as well. But talk about real quickly your district. I know it's a relatively red district-ish. And this is kind of one of those where we're working to clean up the Republican Party to get to proper conservatives in seats, correct? Well, yeah. I mean, half the problem that we've got is that we have uh, Republicans who are soft Republicans. They're not weak. They're not strong leaders. And so what I've been saying for a long time is the nation is suffering from dangerous Democrats and weak Republicans. And so we need to have people of principle. You know, it, it doesn't we need to stop looking at someone and assuming that just because they put that R after their name, that they're going to have the moral fortitude and the guts to do what needs to be done. And I agree with you. Uh, Lauren Bovert happens to be a friend of mine. I had uh, dinner with her a couple of months ago in uh, Washington, D.C. at the Trump Hotel. And uh, I'll tell you, people keep saying, what, what are you going to do as a freshman? All people have to do is look at AOC and Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib <laughs> and tell me that, that freshmen don't have any ability to move the needle. They do. It just has to be people who know how to speak and who know how to act and who can actually get things done. And so I'm excited for the opportunity because I think people are getting sick of weak Republicans. I really think so, too. I mean, that's the biggest frustration. We are our own worst enemy. When we're in majorities, then we end up stalling ourselves based on legislation, and it's frustrating. And that's why a lot of people are leaving the party. They're going libertarian, going independent, third party, whatever, which I don't advocate for, and we're trying to bring them back in because if we can have voices like yours, voices like Lauren Boebert, voices like Donald Trump, to where we actually want to get things done, that type A personality of not backing 
locking down, we might actually progress with an agenda and actually appease the voters that voted you guys in, which would be great. So talk about your meeting with President Trump and what is the focus right now? What is the agenda? What's his what's his focus and mind on right now? And uh, what did you guys kind of talk about? Well, I went there to talk about the race for Congress in the 3rd Congressional District. You know, he's very interested in these 10 congressional races uh, for the 10 that voted to impeach him. And of course, I am uh, one of those people who's running for a seat from a woman who voted to impeach him. And so he's interested particularly in that. But what I thought was so fascinating in the in the nearly hour that I got to talk with him uh, is he, his genuine love for this country. And, uh, you know, you kind of wonder what he's going to be like when you meet him. When he met me, he offered me a Coke. And I've got to tell you, I was so nervous that I turned it down because I was I thought I would drop it. <laughs> so I just said, you know, no, no, thank you, sir. And he said, well, could I get you a Diet Coke? I said, no, thank you. You know, could I get you a water? I mean, he was really trying. Wow. And uh, I said, no. And I told my husband later, I said, shoot, fire. I missed an opportunity. I, sh- I could have taken a Coke from, from uh, my favorite president. <laughs> but he is very committed. I don't think he's going to go away anytime soon. He's very committed to see this country get put back on the right track again. He knows, and I think most everybody in the whole world knows now, that this election was tampered with. I think uh, what we're seeing in the attempts for people to even shut down the voices of dissent, you see this on social media, Uh, the president is very committed to seeing this country succeed because he loves the country. And that is something that they hated him for. And so I, I don't expect him to go away anytime soon. I don't have, you know, I, I don't feel qualified to say, uh, what he will or will not do, but his love for this country has not waned one bit. His enthusiasm for it hasn't waned. He's undeterred. And uh, I frankly am, am looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. I, I'm right there with you, whether he runs for office or not again. I mean, he's created a movement that is not going to go away. And we see that not just based on what he's doing out on the campaign trail again already, not based on the fact that we still have people that want him to be in office, but the fact that we have so many candidates already jumping in races like yourself so far out because that movement and that energy is there. For what it's worth, uh, I, hopefully we can get you into that seat. Uh, we got to get you back on the show as the elections get closer as well. Heidi St. John, congressional candidate for the 3rd District of Washington. Heidi St. John for Congress.com is the website. Heidi, thank you so much for the time. Good luck with the campaign. Let's get you back on the show again real soon. Thank you so much. Hey, appreciate that very much. Great stuff. Lots more to get to. Time flies right on by. We'll do it again tomorrow. Until then, it's time for you to speak up. Be your own voice of reason. Speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is the Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Podcast going up in just a little bit. Until then, we'll see you on the radio tomorrow for a Tuesday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. 
And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.